The year is 2004. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is my marvelous year. Various cover. Comic-Con 2023 edition. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. Thanks to those of you who are here live in the New York Comic-Con audience. We have a sold-out Javits Center here today. I'm not going to waste any time. We're going to go ahead and get rolling. I am joined today by my two esteemed co-hosts who are steamed about various topics. Charlotte Fierro has a beef right now with New York Comic Con for the absence of Percy Jackson coverage. Charlotte, can you please let NYCC <laughs> have it while we're here? Listen, if it's not all Percy Jackson all the time, I why are we even here? Like, what what other reason could there be for us to be at SDCC? <laughs> not not even SDCC, NYCC. As, oh, and Miss names it. She's so mad. Yeah, yeah, she's so mad. Listen, we all know where the real Comic Con is, but that's. That's the <laughs> <of> time. <laughs> like, get, get your own name, New York. Speaking <laughs> of West Coast bias, mm-hmm. on the other end of the line, we have Zach Dean. I can tell you what I'm steamed West about, Coaster. Dave. Uh, I'm steamed at the lack of steamed vegetables at these Comic Cons. These nerds got to get healthy. <laughs> hey, have you seen these food trucks? It's all all fried foods all the time. No, I'm I'm steamed that they're talking about Percy Jackson at all. Um, any hint of Percy Jackson, <laughs> and I'm furious. Um, those books are, you know, just kind of boring, really Charlotte. Good. Let's uh, let's hash this out right now. Oh, harsh, Charlotte. Read, yeah. How yeah, old Charlotte. were you when you? How old were you when you fell for Percy Jackson? Ooh, uh, tw- I think I was twelve. I bought them like uh, secondhand at. Um, old enough to old. know better. <laughs> have to know better exactly no yeah it was like 20 2012 2013 something like that um, okay and i haven't let go since <laughs> yeah yeah my because my son's uh getting super into reading yeah and uh my oldest and i'm, I'm curious like oh when can we when can we do percy jackson together that might be a good one they're, uh, you, they're yeah. total the first few are totally uh except or appropriate for his age they're, they're very like online with like the first harry potter book you know yeah like, it's like is, 10 11 i'd say yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's the Percy Jackson track record on transphobia? Is it uh, a leading voice in the transphobic <laughs> movement or not? Because that does sway my desire to read those books. Uh, it is one of the reasons it's way better than Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like Percy Jackson itself is like, you know, it's very two thousands. It's like close to Harry Potter in in its uh, in its social. Well, no, it's better than Harry Potter, I'd say. But uh, you know, doesn't have like <laughs> lots of uh, inclusivity. Inclusion, inclusivity. My God, yeah. my brain is broken. Um, but then, oh, like, late- okay, I think, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. And then in in later series is like Heroes of Olympus, uh, Magnus Chase, like the other series he's written after Jackson. It's like there's some nice nice examples of uh, inclusivity. Now, are so, those yeah. spinoffs or are those totally their own thing? 
There, there are two sequel series, so there's Percy Jackson, then Heroes of Olympus, and then Trials of Apollo. And then there are two other trilogies that are like in the same universe, but with different gods. There's Magnus Chase and the gods of Asgard, and then the King Chronicles, which is with uh, Egyptian gods. Perfecto. Welcome yeah. to my Jackson is here. <laughs> We're going to be talking <laughs> Percy all day. No, today is a variant cover. This is going to be the final variant cover for 2004 before we finally do begin releasing our 2005 episodes, which we've been talking about for some time, I feel like. Um, we should have, I think, some some good stuff to talk about today. We have some MC, MC, MCU news. I don't know why that was hard to get out. <laughs> MC News. Because yeah. you really yeah. wanted MC to say, news. like, MC News. Right? I did. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have some news that came out this week that we'll be talking about. We are not going to be talking about Loki and any specifics yet, I think most likely what will happen is we'll we'll wait till that's done before we kind of talk about the impact. Um, and uh, and then we have some New York Comic Con breaking. Yep, hearing the cheers from the crowd here. Uh, everybody's excited to have some breaking news boo, from Marvel. Boo! Boo! <laughs> oh, getting, getting some boos. She doesn't even More go More steamed vegetables! Oh, no. Oh, no. The steam, man, the steamed veggie controversy is really taking over. We're going to talk about some Marvel Comics announcements, particularly as it pertains probably to the Ultimate Universe, I think is probably the most interesting stuff that happened here. Um, so, Zach, Charlotte, mm, anything else mm. that you want to focus on before we dive in? Yeah, we got a pretty good email uh, about since past. I, I, let's do a, can we do a site debriefing on our since past episode? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah okay. That's the last episode that people just listened to. Um, yeah. I think we got in a really, we have gotten a really good response to that one, which uh, I'm really <laughs> proud of. I'm very happy that like no one, uh, I'm very proud of our community. No one lashed out. No one <laughs> like, I don't know, uh, it was no one came to me specifically and was like, you're out of your mind. This is insane, you know, and like didn't like listen yeah. to the episode and give it a shot. So like I appreciate everyone, you know, taking it in good faith and like um, and I got some good feedback on my like Gabe and Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel and Sarah, you know, <laughs> fan theorizing about like what they could have done with that, um, which I was proud of. And then but like people like the argument in general, no matter where they landed on it. And I will say. There's a lot of people in our club who were like, this is it? This is what Sin's Past was? That wasn't so bad. Like, most people kind of landed on Charlotte's level of the, like, I don't know. This seemed okay. <laughs> like, this was yeah. not great, not well, terrible. I, th- I don't think that's but, necessarily a surprising yeah. like, well, it, reaction. It just, just from, like, that's something we talked about. Is like, because we're so far removed from it sure. right now, yeah. in, like, uh, at least in 2023, I mean, um, mm. like, it does elicit a, a smaller reaction. Except you can't, like, if, if you just like type it. in Sins Past into, like, YouTube, no more yeah. context to it, you will just see the worst Spider-Man story ever told. Sure, the worst yeah. Spider-Man story. The worst Spider-Man story. Spider-Man fans hate this. Like, it is still, you know, being talked about and still hated. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Uh, we got one letter from... Well, well, the... hang on, hang on. We do have to oh. address the yeah, yeah. mere handful of of dedicated My Marvelous mm-hmm. Year Slack supporters who did mm-hmm. side with Charlotte. I do think, you know, to Charlotte's point, it is kind of impossible to recreate the um, the context, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of sure. the in-the-moment feeling of of this stuff happening. You know, and I think that's, it's like we talk about this, um, you know, in Variance a little bit, and I've talked about it on YouTube. Like with the Chuck Austin X-Men, I think, Zach, you did a Patreon special. 
Like, mm-hmm. that's one of those yeah. that had this kind of lingering, cemented fan hatred. And both you and Isaac went back and read it well after that fact to be like, you know, like, this is, like, generally fine. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, I think the most normal reaction to even ineffective comics is, like, oh, those are pretty forgettable, but I don't get why everyone's so mad. <laughs> like, that's a, like, that's yeah. the most normal human reaction, I think, to to generally um, uninteresting story, you know? Yeah. So I, I do think there is a, the piece of it that I, uh, whatever, we don't need to really litigate since past. I think we both made our cases, yeah. and, yeah, yeah. and Charlotte, yeah. you, you made your case. But I think the one thing that definitely stands out to me in retrospect is um, fan sort of the snowball effect of of groupthink around sure. comics, yeah. I think is is often very misleading. Um, yeah. in terms of I, what is actually within the book's pages. And we're Not- seeing that right now in 2023 with Zeb Wells' Amazing Spider-Man, I think, which I have read a lot of, and I'm like, yeah, it's not good, but it's not, like, it's not aggressively bad. It's just mostly boring and makes bad choices. But I'm like, certainly it's not- more actively bothered by the death of that they tried to pull off Yeah, than I that- am in anything in since past, though. And yeah. a lot of that, though, is just I am living through it. And sure. I I understand more about what's happening. <laughs> I'm <frankly. here. laughs> living through it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was just think Zach, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. <laughs> you should make T-shirts about <laughs> this. I survived the death of. Well, I won't say who, but so um, so did she. For the record, so yeah, yeah, is she back. I I wasn't. Sure oh yeah, she was back like the next day. I assumed it would. Ha- that's kind In of my. Li- yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, this is, you know, kind of nerd properties in general, where people are very attached to a property. I mean, look at The Last Jedi, where I think if you were, like, a 13-year-old right now walking into Star Wars without the context of it, and you just were, like, you know, a kid just getting into Star Wars and you watch all those movies, you may or may not like The Last Jedi. I don't know. But you're probably not going to be, like, this movie ruined Star Wars. Like, I, I feel like it's a very unnatural yeah uh position to come to like on your own independently and it mm-hmm. is that like because mm-hmm. that that's just crazy to me anyway it's i mean the last jedi is also movie. a weird just example like... because it's like the divide in since passes and you either love it or absolutely hate it yeah it's, it's not like the really last jedi, i love stuff. that movie like i think yeah. it's the best star wars movie and so like it's it's a weird <sighs> thing to yes, be like Charlotte. oh you, yes. you think it's the devil okay cool <laughs> yeah 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 that that's the part that i'm watching it and just being like this is the most fun i've ever had with the star wars and then being like oh my god it hate this movie yeah it's so strange yeah it's not yeah, like but, that since but to past, charlotte's but... point those are split camps whereas since yeah. past is i mean it's you yeah. and Justin, and then it's everyone else <laughs> yeah it's fair it's fair and i mean yeah you, like yeah. like right. zach you don't think it's like a masterpiece or anything i don't think right? it's a great comic yeah no no I, I think it's got a lot of wasted potential yeah anyway all this to say we got a letter or an email <laughs> not a handwritten letter that would worry me um i gotta say i op- i opened this email and it was quite big and the subject line was sins past and when <laughs> when i get emails this big i start to sweat and go yeah. oh my god am i about to get a thesis yep. about me <laughs> specifically is someone gonna write a thesis about my how my this brain has happened works? before for the record yeah this right not yeah. just uh, ego <laughs> yes um but no jonathan wrote a really nice thoughtful letter um, and a uh, long time My Marvelous Year listener who just caught up as we were getting to Sins Past, so they felt uh, excited to write in. I'm just going to read the part they wrote about Sins Past because they said they didn't feel like our their feelings about the comic were specifically talked about. Mm-hmm. 
I think Marvel and super modern superhero comics in general can be summed up by Stan's famous line that it's about people who have these amazing powers, but otherwise they're just people. This is what we love about them so much, and it's also what can make them messy. It's really easy to write Golden Age Superman without any flaws because he's more like a Grecian ideal than he is a real person. However, it's hard to write a character who's realistic and lives in a somewhat realistic environment, but is still free of any flaws. This is true in real life. No one's perfect. Um, in going through the club, Gwen has always been my favorite NPC type character because she still seems to be this kind of character. She's always pure, but not innocent, Is wise, that? but not overbearing, beautiful, but modest, just smart, me? but humble, etc. Again, no one is perfect. And she could make somewhat annoying decisions sometimes, but that just made her for feel more real. My problem with this arc is that Gwen has a one. My problem with this arc is not that Gwen has a one-nighter with Norman. He's a successful businessman, and when considering a casual partner, their deep-seated morality isn't typically something that you even want to delve into. Gwen can sleep with whoever she wants. In fact, part of the uncomfortableness I felt in this arc is being forced to think about Gwen and Peter's sex life, even if it was ultimately a lack of a sex life. I didn't need to know all that. Ultimately, my problem with Gwen... My problem is that Gwen in this comic seems so out of character with the Gwen we know in Amazing Spider-Man... AMS for you, Dave. <laughs> Took a little slim, slim at Dave. <laughs> she was always such a good person who had the wisdom and integrity to make good choices, and suddenly she's cheating on Peter, who she claims to love, and hiding this huge part of her life from him so she never finds out that she betrayed him. I'm a grown up. I understand good people can make bad choices. I understand that people can make choices that seem out of character, but the story seems to be take this so far as to be unrealistic to me. Uh, basically, yeah, because she cheats. I think that's his big concern is that she's cheating and it seems like something you would just never see gwen do um or at least it would be more of a like it would be more carefully handled as like oh it's it's a big thing like we're gonna like hang on with that for a little while right sure. because here I, it's just an excuse to get to the point that the the book is trying to get to like yeah. it feels more pushed forward like a yeah, push to yeah. the side yeah, totally. I, I think. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate the the yeah, thank email. Thank you, Jonathan. I um. Now that was Jonathan Hickman. Is that you said? Yeah, that's John. Yep. <laughs> He's like, don't that's mess Johnny. with my Jonathan Hickman. Uh, don't mess with my legacy characters. <laughs> Well, and he's he's got a chance well now to write Ultimate Spider-Man, so I think we'll see we'll see mm. his his Gwen. Hell you know, yeah, kind of what hell that yeah, like. hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and, and he does write <laughs> he is writing info pages of the virginity status of every character. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I can't yeah, wait. there is a data page going around of like D Dave's opinion, Zach's opinion, and Charlotte's opinion on since past throughout the episode, uh, which is really interesting to look at. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> but then there's, but then there's one that's just MJ's body count, and it is it is several pages long, and the names on there are shocking. <laughs> Shocker I... first, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I um my I guess my response to this is one I don't feel particularly precious about um changes to legacy character stuff because if it's bad then it's just kind of bad but it doesn't like to me it doesn't erase those old comics right i think that's something that like you have to just kind of live with at all times reading superhero comics is like i think we're always know, pretty much this, on the same page there you know if like, this the Batman old comics is, are fine yeah they're and the they old still comics exist right like yeah. yeah well and they and they're there more than ever with unlimited and streaming services you know like it's yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, they're actually like very accessible all the time and the 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 I do understand, though, reading a comic and being like, well, this is not my Batman, you know? But, like, uh... no, no, I mean, I do get that in, like, this Batman just is, like, a characterization that I don't 
like, you know, like this is a Batman who relishes, you know, beating on thieves and criminals. And I don't vibe with that. Right. Like, and then this is interpretation. I do like, you know, you don't have to like form, right. You know, hate mail and do a campaign about like Batman shouldn't change, but like now you tell me. (laughs) <laughs> there are interpretations that, you know, work for you and some that don't and some that feel like they do move too far away from, like, what you kind of like about the, like, core of a character. Um, and you can be wrong, right? Like, people feel this all the time and the best solution is, okay, just walk away from it, right? Like, not to cling to it and be angry that, like, the whole thing has moved beyond you. But um, with Gwen... I, I, I do want to... Yeah, Sorry, yeah, go, please, go ahead please. and finish. Go ahead and finish your thought. With Gwen, I just think uh, you just literally couldn't have that level of, like, messy morality in the old comics. Um, like, you can't have Gwen cheating on Peter because then you can't have sex in those old comics. Like, they definitely could not have implied that she went off and had sex and got pregnant <laughs> with somebody yeah. else. So it's just so far outside the scope of anything those comics could even come near touching that it is not, like, it doesn't, f- it, it feels like bringing a messier more modern not modern morality because it's not people still had sex back in the 70s um what but yeah sorry i hate to tell you this dave it was right after you were born people were <laughs> able to start having sex don't worry nothing, speaking of sex happened. in the 70s we're, yeah. i'm watching minx season two which got yep. saved by stars have either of you watched minx it's nope, really no. fun uh-uh. don't know what highly highly recommended if you like mm. sex in the 70s check out minx i do like sex in the 70s um yeah, so, like, you know, updating, sil- I don't know, it's tricky, updating Silver Age, Bronze Age stories with being, like, yeah, people were swearing and drinking and having sex back then. You can kind of feel like, um, you know, this thing of, like, well, those stories were for kids, let's make them cool and for adults now, which, yeah, yeah. I don't know, that can I, feel kind of unnecessary, but uh, it, it doesn't you, really I see what you mean, but I think there is, a, I think there is, like, a lack of... Just because it doesn't spend that much time with, because Since Pass doesn't spend that much time with Gwen as a character when she was alive, like the only frame of reference you have is like Gwen being written by like Stanley and then later um, who wrote the Stern, the, Stern, yeah. Um, Jerry like Conway you, you only have that. Oh, Jerry Conway. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, yeah. thank you. You only have like that point of reference to Gwen, for Gwen, so it makes sense that there is like kind of a clash there. Yeah. Whereas I think if the comic spends more time like with Gwen as a character making those decisions, like it would feel more natural because you would have like that yeah. new interpretation of the character. Um, yeah. And I don't necessarily like. I see what you mean because I felt that of the like. Oh, we're doing like the '60s story, but now there's sex and stuff, and it's like, okay, that's it's a bit easy. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like, I I think that can work. Like going back to three and and adding elements that wouldn't have been there, not because like they're not interesting, but because just wasn't the type of storytelling <clears throat> you did back then. Um, I it's don't a gamble. Think that's it's definitely a, a gamble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a gamble that I support, and you know I've said this before, but like. The 2000s very much invite kind of a a style of storytelling that is the revisionist history Marvel comics. Um, Ed Brubaker is going to do a lot of this. And there are examples that work incredibly well. And there are some that I don't especially love. Uh, But I do actually very much support the gamble. I think as as creators and kind of custodians of these franchises that have existed for decades, there is 
sort of a responsibility to the legacy. You know, it's the thing we talk about a lot about with the MCU, particularly with Spider-Man, where it's like you want to capture the heart of of what made this special in the first place while simultaneously doing a new thing. Um, mm-hmm. That's really hard to do when you are un- unveiling, unveiling secrets about the way things really were mm-hmm. in these kind of cherished, uh, you know, sacred memories that folks have of the old stuff. Um, but I, I am a hundred percent behind that risk and creators taking that risk and then evaluating whether it works or not. Uh, I, I do think to the to the reader's point, and my internet cut out, so I may have missed some details, but um, to the to the email's point, you know, Gwen cheating to me that speaks to the point that I think Charlotte and I were were coming down on since past four, which is this book should have been a Gwen POV book, um, and and then you can actually. Un- unravel that a little bit and talk about the decision um talk about her mental emotional state like all of these character specific things that go into that to, to help us understand and and have an emotional connection with what Gwen is doing as opposed to her kind of shuffled around as a prop yeah. um to me yeah, that speaks to the failing yeah. of the story and then you know as, as to whether or not this would ever happen like yeah it would it does happen in our world in surprising ways sometimes uh but I think just just kind of throwing it in there for shock without any of the kind of emotional um, character-driven stuff, it, it, that's where it falls apart, I think. I mean, any any wild story swing that you want to, you know, this is what was really happening back during this classic period of comics. Anything can work if you sell it, right? Like, you know... The, yeah, sure. The, the, I, I believe that. I think, you know, like, there's stuff that seems worse on its surface, and then you could read it and be like, you know what, no, it actually kind of works. It kind of sells that. I, I think since past doesn't it doesn't fully like not sell it to me. I, I can kind of fill in the gaps enough that I it doesn't seem so unbelievable, but I, yeah. I definitely think it would be way stronger if it felt like we were you know, it spent a lot more time. I don't know if I want the whole book to be Gwen's POV, but like I think it certainly could have dedicated a lot more real estate to like going back to that, you know, putting us in those that time with Peter and Gwen and then like seeing her, you know, establishing like here's the Gwen you know and then you just didn't see, you know, that she's a more complicated person than you originally thought because of, yeah. you know, the probably because of the limitation editorial limitations, right? Um, yeah, but I do uh, also I, want I, to I, I do want to that. condemn something that you said, Zach. Do it, which is uh, it, it's not it's not the opinion you had, but the thing you brought up there, which is the reaction of that's not my Batman, yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. that's not my Spider Man. I hate that reaction. Um, I, I despise. No, I know, I know what you mean. I, I agree too. I just mean that like, you can have that feeling though. Like that, I'm sure you've probably had that feeling where you read a book comic and you're just like, well, this guy's Captain America is all like, this guy writes a Captain America who's just like a right wing patriot guy. And you're just like, eh, I don't like this. You don't, you know. I've never read Ultimates, so I honestly don't know what you're talking about. No, but but, you know, like. Yeah. That, that there's a difference between like having that just having that feeling and you know reading a book and being like oh this you know doesn't get the character right for me versus But I think but I think what you're describing it is essential to yeah. to sort of reconcile like okay this is a this is an interpretation of a character that yeah. I don't like and then sort of reconcile rationale for that as opposed to what is a really simplified just kind of good bad binary mm-hmm. of 
oh, this sure. isn't mine. I hate yes. this. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think yeah, it's that's... very fair to be like, I don't like the way J. Michael Straczynski's writing Captain America as a landlord in his new series. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then to be able to articulate why that Hashtag is. Hashtag not my cap. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, I, I know. I see what you mean, right? Like having a reflexive rejection of anything except for your, you know, narrow interpretation of... Or, you because, know, the the, one, because the reality the, is I'm not writing these characters, and I don't have yeah, the qualifications yeah, yeah. to write these characters. You know what I mean? Marvel should oh, not hire me. Don't sell yourself short. That no, would be absurd. <laughs> <laughs> and that is true of all fandom. Who do Generally, you think, which Marvel character, or DC, I'll open up, which superhero character do you think you would be most successful in writing? Let's say you have a, a ghostwriter standing by to actually like, ghost, help you. I would be very bad at ghostwriter. I do not appreciate that character or that lore <laughs> i'd have a hard time but here's the thing that can be that can be a good thing sometimes I feel that's like true that, that's true yeah you, okay, you no, bring really, something new to the book people people want to hear this if if you had someone there to help you with the logistics of writing a comic but you were like yeah. oh, the ideas person get okay, out, get well, out of my house <laughs> all right fire him <laughs> like a put, big put swing in, in opinion who, which, uh, what character, I, or who am, I, know, who am I most which, qualified which to write? Series? Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good question. I have a pick. I have two Black, picks. Black Panther. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go on. No, my picks are Loki for like obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah, just of like, yeah. yeah, like yeah, I love do, Loki. Do you, my do you other have, like, pick ideas is you would take Loki in. Like, I have you, some ideas. Okay. I, I like. Thought I've, I've thought about it. It's just because, okay. like okay. I spend so much cool. time just thinking about that character. Uh, I, we I, should get I into that sometime ideas. once we like talk about more modern Loki comics. Yeah, uh, I kind of want to hear some of your ideas. So, so my t- my two would be Doctor Doom, um, which I actually think I would be, I would probably struggle with a lot. I yeah. think in, it's in, the, I, in, I like it too much. I'm mm-hmm. too close mm-hmm. probably to actually yeah. do a good job. And then, uh, and then my second one, which I actually think I would knock out of the park, is uh, Moira McTaggart. <laughs> I actually have a ton of think, thoughts on Moira. <laughs> I think similarly to why I'm, my answer is Loki, because I think like you've spent a lot of time thinking about Moira McTaggart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Is, more, more than you'd ever guess. <laughs> I was going to say, is Moira McTaggart your, your Roman Empire? Is oh, no question. <laughs> no question, yes. If my Makes wife sense. came to me and said, how often do you think about Moira? The answers would be very I want one of those montages of wives going up to their husbands and just being like, how often do you think of Moira McTaggart? And just <laughs> fif- 15 different clips of them going, who? <laughs> who? But it's, that's, that's a, that's, so my other character that I think I'd, I'd have good stuff to write about would be Wolvesbane uh, from the New Mutants. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. but Moira's, Moira's uh, protege? Exactly. Oh, as we, we, as could, we, all know we could team up. We could team, team up. up. Crossover. Um, no, my my question is like, how often, like, while reading comics, do you think, like, I mean, I'm saying comics specifically because you know that's what we're doing. Um, but like, how often do you think, hey, that's oh, I that would be a good idea for the character. Like, you write your own like almost fan fiction in your own head of like you what you would do if given the the rights to this character because that happens to me quite often. I think. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Zach, Never. do you think do you Never. think that way? Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Almost like extremely rarely. Once in a while with like movies sometimes if I think like Yeah. And that that's even rare, but like if a movie really like flubs an ending, sometimes, you know, I start thinking about cuz it's you're in res- I'm responding to like what didn't work and then, you yeah. know, you start thinking about like oh, if they'd only done this, but no, that's that's not really how I approach it most of the time. Yeah, I do think with comics I I don't think of it as a thing that I would do. I think of it as 
I mm-hmm. wish mm-hmm. these creators had gone in, or I wish editorially they had pushed in. Like, I am still leaving it to the professionals, <laughs> but it doesn't, like, especially with yeah, the X-Men yeah. stuff over the last several years. I mean, certainly I've had an, a number of instances where I'm like, oh, man, if they had only done this and just gone in this direction so I could have read those comics and seen what that looked like. Like, I'm still coming yeah. to it as a as a critic and as a fan, I think, generally. I guess I did just do that with the Gabriel Sarah stuff where I was just like... Yeah, for know, sure. Yeah, Writing my... But that even for me, that's kind of rare with the comics. I don't think yeah. I do that on the show that often. But I think that's something I discovered, like, while writing my, my thesis. Like, that's something that's very, like common with Marvel like with Marvel and DC and those kinds of like mega universes like with very long uh, like that are very old and massive and sprawling like they invite the like the reader or like uh, person who watches or anything is like has an editorial duty uh, almost of like as the person watching you just by choosing what of the immensity of the universe you're going to read it that's like that's an almost an editorial kind of choice, like creative kind of choice. Um, Like you create your own version of what that universe is. So like it involves you as a creator almost in a way that like Mm -hmm. reading one single book doesn't. Like it's a very specific relationship between between reader and like creators. Yeah, I can... It doesn't necessarily exist in other places. Yeah, that's true because not many other like culture i mean tv shows you start at the beginning and you watch the tv yeah. show books movies right like yeah, yeah. even stuff yeah, like letters at the end of the comic like no prizes stuff like that like maintaining the like the importance of the relationship between the creators and the editors and then the readers and the dialogue between the dialogue between those two parts of uh, of the fandom Call, like that's calling it like a creative expression culture. uh yeah. i think to me overstates it like quite a bit but i do kind of see what you mean in that it's not like... creative necessarily but like it invites you to think about like it, it invites you to have some kind of ownership of the universe and the characters at least in the way you are um you are creating your own experience because right, like <clears throat> x-men i'm just like i'm not gonna read 90s x-men that's just a part of <laughs> x-men that i don't yeah read. Sure. so like to me the x-men are not that because it's just not something yeah. I've engaged with. Whereas a lot of other people, that is like, that is the X Men to them. Yeah, I guess it's it's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah. Everybody kind of walks around with their own. I mean, everyone does that with their own interpretations of any piece of media. Sure, but yeah. like specifically with this, where you pick and choose like the parts that you really want to engage with. Um, yeah, you know, you are. I think like, too, there are fewer. You know, there are just fewer barriers than other art forms in a lot of ways. Like you can. I mean, you know, with social to a degree, but honestly, just even things like, you know, just cons like New York Comic Con where we're doing this live from, um, like you can just kind of walk up to these people (laughs) a lot of times, whereas, you know, TV movies like there's the physical barrier of your screen, Um, even at a con, you know, there's a level of success and celebrity comic shop culture. Right. Like and, and, and I think like. Marvel or, or Wait, are you talking about walking up to the creators or walking up to the comics? Well, both. They're usually selling some. So, like, well, oh, okay. I'm talking, talking about, about walking creators. up to the creators, though, yeah, and okay. I'm talking about okay, just okay. kind of making your thoughts known. Like, because sure. I, I think creators and editorial, as much as they may not reflect that, they do feel that. Um, you hear, you know, CB Sabluski on these on these panels, like complaining about Marvel always or complaining about fans still whining about the the Peter and MJ marriage like they do feel yeah movements yeah. and they do yeah, yeah. feel 
the creative thoughts. Whereas like, I guess maybe that's not untrue of other places. I guess with, especially with social, like I'm, I guess TV shows are probably pretty aware of what fandoms yeah. reactions are. So now it's more true, it. but I feel like, I feel like it was true earlier with, with comics because like, and, and all the other huge fandoms, like I feel like Star Trek probably had the same thing. Yeah. Like it, yeah. 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 No, yeah. Um, no one asked me, but the comic I have a lot of ideas for is She-Hulk, because I would put me in the comic, and I'd be dating her. <laughs> it would be... <laughs> it would just be such a fantasy relationship. I'm oh, just going to do take what John Byrne did with uh, She-Hulk, and just, you know, re- like where she chats to him. And just go on literally. nice dates with, with yeah. She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would read that, uh, no questions asked. I will say, the two... The two comic scripts I've ever written in my life that I was that I would when I was getting into Marvel, I wrote a script called the Illuminati, which was a parody of the Illuminati, and oh, it yeah. was just uh, <laughs> it was just Brian Michael Bendis's Illuminati, but with all the snotty characters. So it was oh, uh, Spider-Man, Deadpool, <laughs> Human Torch, and Hawkeye, and I don't know, maybe I had another one, and just them being sassy. <laughs> That's so funny. Yep. So the Illuminati, and then I did also after playing Ultimate Alliance, the video game, mm-hmm. I wrote. Galaxy of Galactus, which Ooh. is uh, when Galactus actually b- mad that the Avengers stopped his plans. Uh, he just comes and consumes Earth, and then it's it's then the Marvel heroes trying to navigate um, a raised Earth <laughs> by Galactus. That's that was my uh, that That's was my other big uh, comic slash video game idea. Okay, here here's me uh, opening the the floodgates, Dave. For our listeners, do they still exist? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I don't think so. Uh, de- the okay. Illuminati definitely does not exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Galaxy of Galactus. Yeah, might. That, they keep telling me that, but I believe the Illuminati. I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can find the Illuminati, um, somebody share it with me. Galaxy Galactus. I did at a law office. I was interning at a law office. So if I can find the legal pad where I was also performing assignments and taking notes, that's where that's where that lives. Oh yeah. Okay, if they still exist in on a, a you know Word document somewhere on your computer, then uh, you know we'd have to make that a Patreon goal or something. For sure, for sure. Yep. Um, that's all I got for discussion topics. Do you want to talk some news, some Marvel news? Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk Ultimate Universe first, since we're talking comics. Hell yeah! Hell uh, yeah! Hell yeah! Big <laughs> Ultimate Comics news dropped. I broke. This news on Popverse, um, Ultimate Comics released, uh, or Marvel released, the two new ongoing. So they previously announced there's going to be Ultimate Universe number one. That comes, like, in the next month. That's going to be Hickman and, is it Stefano Caselli? I forget who the artist is, but it's... it's I think uh, it's Caselli, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be kind of launching the universe. And then Hickman and Marco Cicchetto are going to be doing Ultimate Spider-Man, which is a great creative team. Very curious what that's going to look like. But then the two new series that I broke... Uh, coming out of NYCC, there's going to be an Ultimate Black Panther is one of the first three, and that's going to be written by Brian Edward Hill, uh, and that is going to also be Caselli, I think, Stefano Caselli, and then Ultimate X-Men by Peach Momoko. This hell one yeah. knocked yeah. my hell socks yeah. off. What? A, holy cow. Let's talk about that. Charlotte, let's throw it to you. You're clearly excited. Peach Momoko, I'm... Ultimate X-Men. What was your reaction? Well, I am... T- tell people who Peach Momoko is. I don't know. <laughs> It's a name I recognize, but I don't know their work. So at least start with that to give context for people. Uh, she's oh, I have to check. I don't know if she's Japanese or Japanese American, uh, but she's she she's an artist. Japanese. Japanese. Uh, she's an artist page. who does like um, very watercolor 
um, mm-hmm. style, uh, like and like very inspired in in Japanese, like kind of uh, yokai, that kind of uh, that kind of uh, art uh, art style and aesthetic. Um, like she's she's doing a lot of uh, variant covers for for Marvel for different uh, series, and I think maybe but she's too. writing Ultimate X Men. She's writing and drawing Ultimate X Men. Has she the, has she written anything for Marvel? Well, I am coming to that. Yes. <laughs> so tell me. She's written and drawn uh, the Demon Days, and I think Demon Wars is the current one. Um, Comics which are like an alternate universe, like alternate version of Marvel, like very deeply inspired by uh, Japanese mythology and folklore. So it's mm. like Marvel characters, but as like kind of Jap- Japanese urban fantasy with like those wonderful um, watercolor, like that wonderful yeah, watercolor I'm art. I, I've seen this before, just on Marvel Unlimited and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, the main cool. the main character of that is uh, oh shit, what's her name? Uh, oh, sorry, cursed. Uh, like the. The character who, like, in Clement X-Men is, like, the Japanese woman that Wolverine is dating. I can't remember what her name is. Mariko. Mariko, thank you. And Mariko is the main character of this, but, like, as, like, a teenage, like, hero and, and, uh, and warrior. Um, it's, it's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, <and> beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do my full Wolverine voice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really, really beautiful and, like... I don't know, she, she, she has a talent to for, like alternate Marvel universe, like, doing her own thing with those, char- with those characters and not even, like, really caring about... Like, but this, this I, seems like a, a big, uh, like, a, what's the word? Like, like ambitious some, someone being, you know, handed, like, a big opportunity. Yeah, uh, that's, like, exactly, that's exactly it. And I think something I like with her version yeah. of the Marvel universe in, in Demon Day is, like, she doesn't, like... You can, you're going to recon- recognize those characters and there's going to be some truth of who they are in the main Marvel universe, but she doesn't do the thing you usually do in alternative universe of like, oh, here's the big reference of that big storyline we did 30 years ago. And here's right. all version of like Civil War, Civil War. Like there's some of that, but it's it's not as... She, I don't think she, that's something that matters to her that much. She's like way more focused on just telling her own cool story with those characters. And I think I'm really excited. Like, she has a very specific, like, just art style that doesn't necessarily look like anything else in in Marvel Comics. And, like, just the fact that they're, like, hiring her for Ultimate X-Men tells me, okay, we're not doing the kind of a bland, basic, written to basics uh, X-Men thing. We're doing, like, Peach Momoko's X-Men. And that's something I'm really excited for. It feels more uniquely so. Th- this announcement absolutely knocked my socks off when I saw yeah. that. I was like, gen- like I, I did the same thing. I was like, what? No way! Like it's actually surprising. It is inspired casting. I mean, yeah. my my biggest fear, and I think the the concern that we've talked about here is like, okay, they're relaunching the Ultimate Universe, but you know, if it's just going to be kind of a an exercise in nostalgia, you know, um, and kind of just like, oh, you know, kind of replaying the hits, and maybe we're you know doing it uh, a little bit differently this time like that's going to be pretty boring um this is an indication that they're like actually interested in new directions that they're actually interested in new viewpoints and and you know probably most importantly like fresh creative visions you know um i mean the pro yeah. you know obviously i'm a huge jonathan hickman fan but it's like he has done ultimates and it was good and it was uh, 12 years ago you know what i yeah. mean um so peach momoko version is like oh what's that 
what is that going to yeah. look like? Like it's it, from the first cover and the mild amount of information that's been shared, it's going to focus on armor <laughs> as the first character. Like it, unlike, you know, the Mark Miller, Andy Kubert launch, I have no idea if professor X will even be in this book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the, the, the kind of familiar teams, like there's no telling how soon or how, how involved they'll even be. And then too, the cool thing with this kind of launch and where, where things are at right now is like, we have no idea what the status of mutants is going to be in this world. So like Peach gets to kind of solely define how how this world thinks about mutants. Do they even know about mutants? Um, what is that going to look like? So this this was incredibly exciting to me. I also do love that one of the three books, you know, so we got Spidey, X-Men, Predictable. Those are the first two of the original Ultimate Universe. But then launching with Black Panther um, is... We said like, this over and over yes. <laughs> and over again yeah. in, the ulti- when, in my Ultimate Year. Like, I had, I, I'm sure we pitched it so many times about, like, if you're going to do Ultimate Universe again, like, Black Panther needs to be one of your flagships. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it, it reflects the post-MCU superstardom of that character. Mm-hmm. It reflects, you know, a, again, just an inherent mild amount of diversity that the Ultimate Universe needs. And, uh, and it also is, like, so counter to, in the Ultimate Universe, Black Panther was horrible. Black Panther was so <laughs> yeah, it's, underutilized and never had still... a series. Is it still Steve Rogers in uh, in this version of the Ultimate Universe? They did not declare. <laughs> Ooh, okay. They, they so we don't actually know that what it's a twist. T'Challa. So yeah, we yeah. don't we don't one hundred percent know who's wearing the costume. It um, could be just like we don't one hundred percent know that it's going to be Peter Parker as Spider Man. Uh, these things are not for sure locked in. Although, I mean, listen, if you're a betting man, I would say yeah. Oscar, oh, we know it's but, Peter Parker. Do we? I mean, Hickman had a quote that it's. Uh, it's going to be cl- most closely aligned to a Peter B. Parker and kind of a middle-aged oh, that's approach. True. Uh, he said it's a bit of a Peter B. Parker situation. Huh, that's interesting. But that does not say it is Peter B. Parker. Um, so yeah. I'm actually, listen, I will not, if it's Peter Parker, like, yes, that is the betting favorite. Um, but it could be an actual new name. I don't, I, in Peter Parker's case, I don't think it will be because we've actually seen him in Ultimate Invasion. Um, but uh, Black Panther, you know, could could go a new way, but it pretty you know, probably won't. But it could, as long as it's a big swing like Jeff Loeb took <laughs> with Ultimate. <Black> <laughs> um, wait, so who's the creative team on the Black Panther one? Is that someone you know? So it's Brian Edward Hill and uh, Stefano Caselli, and so Hill, I like Hill as like a thinker. Um, Brian Hill did write uh, Fallen Angels, <laughs> which was the <gasps> the X Men book that uh, I was definitely hardest on. Oh my and, gosh, we've uh, clashed about I, it so many times. Yeah, so I I don't actually have any like like books of his that I know that I love or anything like that. So uh-huh. I am I'm tentatively crossing my fingers. You know, I I don't know what it's going to look like. I hope it's great. He's obviously. done a lot of Blade lately. It looks like. Okay, uh, I mean, yeah, like there's not a lot of his work that I've read. If I'm being yeah. honest, so it's, that know. that looks like post Fallen Angels. It looks like he's done a Blade series for Marvel at least. So. Uh... When he's yeah, done a fair amount, he's done some Batman stuff at DC, yeah. and uh, you know he's he's done creator own work as well. So like, it's yeah. not like he's like a. Well, I'll go check out this Blade series, see what it's like. Um, there's six issues over. Oh no, there's not even six. I think it's like in the midst of coming out. There's yeah, I think it's at issue three, three or, or something. Yeah. yeah, I think that's part of what makes the the Peach Momoko announcement so exciting, though. Is like your expectation for announcements for Marvel these days is creator peter, who has peter done... david <laughs> well oh, no. kind of it's like creator yeah. who has done stuff for us before mm-hmm. and you're either going to like it 
or not, but you're kind of going to know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And, and also, with, yeah. with yeah. Momoko, it's kind of like, like that is, now, if you had asked me to name 50 creators who I think might write Ultimate X-Men, I wouldn't have landed on her, and that's just a lack of imagination on my part, which is great. I want them to be more imaginative. But someone who's written <laughs> than fan like two, two issue, two five-issue minis, like Elseworld minis, yeah, like nothing you know. in continuity is the thing, right? Where yeah, it's like it's, you're building an ultimate universe. That's what I, I mean. Not when have thought like, of her. It seems like a huge, a huge opportunity yeah. to be like handed the, you know, yeah, a pretty yeah. big also, title. It, yeah. it sounds dumb, but you know, this new ultimate universe now is only one third one white guys, which is still a lot, but compared to the rest of Marvel, it's that's not like, a lot. That's incredible. <laughs> got yeah. two thirds white guys right on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Wait, okay, so you have to explain this to me because I've been out of the, the loop on it. Is this a new Ultimate Universe? Yes. This is new, new? They're mm-hmm. not like... Because I, I saw mm. like Hickman doing some Ultimate stuff that had like the Ultimates, like Brian Hitch's. All yeah, the Brian, I mean, but Brian I Hitch did the artwork, which I think was a massive mistake, <laughs> but it yeah, is to give, a new one, yes. To give some context, ah, okay. this is following a four-issue miniseries called Ultimate Invasion that just... Yeah finished yeah, yeah. Came, coming out uh, with Jonathan Hickman writing and Brian Hitch drawing, which is like the covers were very like throwback to to the classic Ultimates like Miller and Hitch uh, Ultimates just like mm-hmm. to give people yeah. a taste of oh we're doing Ultimates again, but like the actual story is setting the basis for the new Ultimate Universe that isn't like has some story ties but is like its own thing. I think like mm. these the ties between the two universes will have been Ultimate Invasion specific, and then starting with the Ultimate uh, Universe one shot. It's like okay, new thing. You can just start here. Cool. Did you read Ultimate oh. Invasion, Charlotte? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I I came down on it pretty hard. I thought it was um, I com- especially kind of given my expectations and hopes for a Hickman written thing. You know, I I thought it was pretty bland. Yeah. Um, I did reread a bunch of it when I was breaking this news about these stories for New York Comic-Con uh, via Popverse. And it grew on me a little bit. It grew yeah. on me a little bit. I, in terms of, like, what is setting the stage for, at least, because it is, it's not going to be the situation of launching the Ultimate Universe where it's like, okay, everything's new, and how are we retelling these stories in modernity? Like, it's kind of yeah. already this kind of weird and complicated Marvel Universe, you know? Like, it's yeah. already got... We have some familiar superheroes who are like leading kind of a global cabal. The Maker had established this world, but they have a two-year timeline on him being sort of trapped in this dome <laughs> situation. Yeah, it, it You've is. You've got weird Avengers already. It's complicated. It it's is. It's not Huxbox, right? It's like it's no, a no, no, me- right. way messier affair. But I think it's the kind of thing where I think like six months into the Ultimate Universe, we're gonna go back to it and be like, okay, there's some fun stuff here. Like, I see, I see how this pays off. Yeah, That's, I'm hopeful. I'm yeah. I'm more hopeful now uh, with these announcements too. I'm like, okay, like yeah, like I'll wanna, I'll, I will want to be reading these books. I think no question. Yep, it's exciting. The only question is if we're gonna do anything with <clears throat> my ultimate year with it and. That's the question everyone at NYCC has been asking. Yeah, is like, my ultimate they... year going to be covered? <laughs> Hickman, yeah. Hickman, do you, do you have a contract <laughs> with my ultimate year to have your comics covered? Uh, and he's not saying because you know. Talks are happening. Um, yeah, I don't know. Charlotte and I will have to talk about it. I, I mean, it doesn't yeah, make so. sense to cover it in any kind of regular basis. Uh, I know people will be asking. and They already have asked. Uh, and my answer is usually a resounding, like, absolutely not. There's no way I'm going back to my <laughs> year. Um, but, you know, I think, maybe I, like... I think it should be... I think, you, should, you know, extra issues is 
is the feed now. I think that should yeah. continue. I think um, we can talk about it on variants as it's yeah. if it's interesting. Maybe uh, it, like a, a year. You know, we could ever once a year we can do a uh, do a special ult- my yeah, ultimate year yeah. throwback and be like this year. Sure. Here's what happened in the ultimate universe. Yeah, um, but yeah. it'll it'll have yeah, to. It, be- pretty good for you to want to do that yeah i'm i'm excited though like i i was not excited but all three of those sound like black panther just period as a flagship comic is cool the peach Pomoko news is cool and hickman on spider-man is really interesting because you know we've just been talking about spider-man needing like spider-man is the most in need of revitalization or some kind of like you know immortal hulking um and hickman yeah, we're probably is we're to... probably understating that frankly yeah because i that mean that's that's been called for for a long time now um hickman himself has said like it's a character i swore i would never do and i mean thinks he has found a way in yeah you know um and did you read the uh like there was a story in marvel in amazing fantasy 1000 i think that came out last year like hickman and chichetto did a story together that's like kind of a spider-verse story but like very much just a uh, small like five page uh, Peter Parker story that's really like, good really really good and that making me really excited for for he, for their ultimate uh, ultimate Spider-Man and I do think I do think that kind of multiversal Spider-Verse stuff is going to play a role here um, yeah based on the trailer that Marvel shared there's like a Spider-Man swinging and his his costume keeps changing like Symbiote 2099 some other stuff so I I think they're going to be playing multiverse games a little bit um I, you know, and I, I'm very curious to see what the direction is going to be because referencing Peter B. Parker, having multiverse stuff, it's like, well, how much are you just doing Spider Verse? Becomes a real yeah. problem, I think, creatively. And Spider Verse um, without Mars isn't something that's necessarily appealing to me right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So right, like if yeah, somebody's like, hey, we're doing Spider Verse, but just Peter B. Parker. It's like, well, no, that's not the point. <laughs> yeah, that's not what we're looking for. So I'm, I'm super curious. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really exciting. Um, any MCU news? So, since we are not talking about the series that's coming out, let's talk about the Kevin Feige news. Um, yeah, I didn't hear this. You, this you mentioned week. this to me. There were two yeah. things. Oh, so there were two things. One was the announcement that Marvel is going to start using showrunners on their television series. So funny. Which was initially <laughs> announced. It was announced as if it was this grand revelation Disney and Marvel had come to and then was quickly revealed to be, no, this is a mandate of the writer strike. Um, mm-hmm. resolution yeah, that yeah, yeah. that series have to have <laughs> actual <laughs> actual but, showrunners and writers rooms and these sorts of things. Uh, so it's it's less like a creative vision and more of like a thing they have to do. But it, the grand reaction that I saw from pretty much everyone was like, wait, what? They've been doing this without showrunners? That is insane. They've been just doing it with the producers, like the producers as showrunners, which is a terrible idea. Um, yeah. So there's it's there's this real ridiculous. sense right now, and in in the wake of this, they um, they like fired seemingly everyone involved with Daredevil. Uh, they, I mean, they've the already side. filmed they pre-strike. They filmed some Daredevil, and they're scrapping it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so like they're totally uh, going back. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. to the drawing board on this. Um, the obvious reaction, which is you know what I just shared, but it seems to be like finally, right? Like of like MCU, like don't don't just make made for TV movies anymore. Um, that's not working. It hasn't worked. Like if you're going to do TV, treat it like TV and, and have people who know how to make good TV <laughs> involved. Uh, it seems that probably seems, or that's probably reductive. You know, I don't think Kevin Feige is actually that dumb. 
obviously, somebody who's had this much success and is this shrewd, you know what I mean? Uh, But it it does just news-wise seem like promising, I guess, for the TV side, I suppose. You know, for me, it's like, it's like, get the right people involved, take it seriously as TV, because that's what it is. Stop trying to make made-for-TV movies and um, and do fewer of them are my well, big here, things. I think there's also a, a real split in the uh, the TV shows of which ones feel like a six-part MCU movie yeah. that's just been like, it's just kind of a little cheap, somehow a little cheaper looking, despite, you know, the Maybe enormous not actually budget. Being, yeah. um, no, I mean, definitely not being. They keep revealing the budgets of these and it's like $140 million to film, you know, whatever, Secret Invasion or something. Um, but the difference between the handful of shows that feel like they have episodes, like WandaVision has discrete episodes, Loki has discrete episodes, I think Moon Knight and She-Hulk also feel like they have discrete episodes, and those are the shows that, to me, are the most successful by, like, a bit. And Moon Knight's a little iffy, but I feel like there's a few episodes there that feel like strongly episodes, but that one's maybe arguable. But the other ones, I think, like, they have to, they are clear episodes versus like just part one of six whereas like hawkeye miss marvel and falcon winter soldier all just kind of have that feeling of like yeah you probably could have put the break between these two episodes anywhere in this like 10 minute range Mm -hmm. right you like found Mm -hmm. a spot to break it and i think it's just such a recipe for like making them just feel you know you don't get hooked you don't get each week you come back to it and it's not like you're um yeah, it's not TV. I mean, it's how Netflix Secret does Invasion it, too. Secret Invasion did the same like, thing, too, where it's just like, oh, this is just a yeah. longer-than-necessary movie. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and it, it's the Mark Twain thing of, I didn't have time to to make a good movie, so I wrote you this TV show. Yeah. Right? I think, I <laughs> yeah, think that was yeah, the quote. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's what Twain was talking about. Yeah, the showrunner <laughs> thing is also really funny. And my favorite part about this, I was reading um some, not an interview, but just a press release thing from... um. like the head of the tv department i can't remember his name but like the way he was talking about he's like showrun is just like a word we're really you know we're we're becoming less afraid of here at marvel studios and like these tech these tech disruptors coming in with like streaming services and like you know being like we're gonna do things a new way and the producers will run the shows and there'll be no show bibles and you know we won't have them pitch a pilot at first or whatever and then like slowly just coming to realize it as if they are like conjuring up these new ideas out of nowhere yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is right. really funny to watch but also i hadn't even thought about that that like yeah i read what the uh the writer strike brought and it was like yeah you actually have to have writers rooms now you can't just make like two people write a tv series and then um yeah yeah, yeah these mini rooms they call them um yeah anyway yeah, I, don't, I don't know the depths to which they yeah. have or have not been i mean like she hulk was I know had a writer's room because they were in the series. <laughs> I, I read that they really liked how She-Hulk worked um, with, because they brought in someone who kind of functioned as a um, showrunner there, Jessica Gale. Yeah, yeah right. And, and that was like the first time they had really had someone, I guess, like strongly put their vision on it. And they really liked kind of how that turned out. And people like that series. Which um, is which is weird I to hear because I, the way, sh- the way the shows were talked about, like even from WandaVision through you know, Loki, there were always identified people kind of at the heads of these things, but I, I guess maybe it didn't function in the way that we think about like, um, you know, like a, like a Gilligan running a Breaking Bad or whatever. Right. right. Well, um, and then we, we talked about Secret Invasion in the lead up, you know, we were like, oh yeah, Carl Bradstreet from uh, Mr. Robot, like one of yeah. the Mr. Robot writers is there. And then now he got like <laughs> fired well before the show oh, was yeah. like finished writing and developed. Um, yeah. 
you know, he still got to, he still had the name of, like, creator, but he was not, you know, you don't have a, a creative head to these things, and they kind of feel yeah lacking. Yeah. I mean, it's so, what they do with the movies, so you can see why they might want to try to replicate that. I mean, this does tie yeah. into, I think, kind of, so Feige also had a quote this week that was, the MCU is just getting started, or it was like, you know, somebody, somebody was addressing, like, it's been 15 years since 08 Iron Man or something, and he was like, we're just getting started. And people kind of reacted to that. I mean, I think there's a real, there's a broad cultural sort of recognition that like superhero craze has has faded, you know. Um, and I think if it if suddenly superheroes are top of the pops again, it will be a rejuvenation as opposed to mm-hmm. a continuation, sure. you know. And this doesn't mean like they're dead because obviously they're not, right? The Marvels comes out soon. All these movies are still making tons of money. Right, like as far as like the financial ramifications. But there's there's a clear fatigue, I mean, I think, unquestionably. I think this is, you know, the TV news is part writer strike, but also part sort of, okay, clear like a recognition that this isn't working, you know, the way that they wanted it to. You know, I think there was a real sense in the first year that it was like, I have to have Disney Plus because I have to watch these MCU shows. And I was genuinely excited to and, and would not miss them day of. And and that has completely gone away. Yeah, you know? we just got rid of Disney Plus for the first time since it like came out. Uh, so I haven't watched Loki yet. I will because I do want to see Loki. Loki's one I'll like come back for. But yeah, like, I'm gonna wait till it's out, like the whole thing. And, yeah, uh, and get Disney Disney Plus back for a month. But yeah, well, and seeing and seeing Loki back was kind of a reminder for me, Charlotte. I'd be curious if you had this reaction, where it was like it was kind of a reminder of like that that you know, now four years ago, MCU feeling of like, yeah, being incredibly excited about this stuff. I, how, how excited are you for season two, Charlotte? I'm, I'm kind of, I, I am excited. I'm excited because I knew, I know I really liked season one. Uh, and it's a character I'm ex- like, it's a character I love, uh, even though I don't think like a lot of what I love about the character in the comics isn't very much part of the series. It's very much doing its own thing, um, which I'm fine with just, not not what I prefer about about the character. I I I liked season one. I'm interest. I'm interested where season two goes. How much it's allowed to be like a stepping stone of the Kang and multiverse stuff for phase two for secret secret wars and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, which I feel like might have changed with all the Jonathan Major stuff, if that changes at all. I don't know. Um, it doesn't. They, they seemingly it are. It doesn't just seem saying, like, like it has. Yeah, they they haven't changed anything. They, well, no, they haven't changed anything casting. for Loki, but I feel like it's yeah. an easy change for like King Dynasty to just like recast sure, yeah. a multiversal yeah, we'll character. Yeah. Um, sure. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm 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 in. I'm definitely interested. Um, it's one of my favorite things. Like season one was one of my favorite things they've done since like since Endgame. Like from from the second from their mm-hmm. new uh, new saga. Um, yeah, I'm 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 excited, but also like. Definitely not in the same mindset I was in for season two, for season one, right? Right. Season one, I was like, okay, we're doing the this new multiverse thing. It's gonna be like brand new characters, new new fun stuff. Now I'm more like, okay, you you need to get back to to where you were. <laughs> you, you need to do some work if you want to to go back into the bedroom. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Speaking of which, here's what I want from Loki season two. I don't care about Kang. Oh, I don't boy. really care about the multiverse stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're talking well, I variant see, on variant, baby. Brilliant. I want, yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. I want Sylvie back. I want 
him and I want her and Loki back together. We mm-hmm. saw the kiss. Mm-hmm. People got their feathers ruffled. Whatever. Stop watching prudes. I want sex Let's scenes get it on. with. Yes, I want Let's get Loki it on. Sylvie sex. I want Loki Sylvie impregnation. I want <laughs> Sylvie to okay, give birth to, to <laughs> a Loki, another Loki. Yep. That um, yep, yep. that's a Loki horse squared. with eight legs. That's a horse with eight legs. Horse um, Loki. Yeah. So I just that that's I wanted them to take that one step further. What if you impregnated your own variant? Listen, then, if there's a hot like? like Loki X Loki X Mobius threesome, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm yeah. I'm good. That's that's Mobius fun. can just watch. I don't need him involved. <laughs> um, Bring Mobius along. Ooh, get Miss Miss Minutes in there. Is that her name? Hell yeah. Yeah. Miss Minutes uh, is anyway, a moment. I have no idea what the season two is about, but uh, is she really? Uh, yeah, I have no idea what the show is about, but you know, it's the same creators as the first one, same writers, same directors. Um, this season one, so yeah, I'm I'm interested. I actually might even watch the first season again, like <clears> in preparation. <throat> I really like that yeah. first season. Yeah, I um, I definitely yeah. will not, but I am I'm more interested in watching this than I have been with with recent stuff. Yeah. Um, I did find Charlotte. I finally resigned myself to be like, I should just read what happened in Secret Invasion. I'm never going to uh-huh. watch this. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I, I did, and. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed even just reading it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's not good. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah, it's really. Yeah. I, I man, I what a disappointment. Um, yeah. so I as far as Feige's thing that like we're just getting started, obviously not true. <laughs> like I mean, yeah, they have obviously words, just hyped, but words, the man. mutants are still in their back pocket, but which that, is like there's still no fan, Fantastic Four casting, which like makes sense with the writer strike. Yeah, but it's still like how long has like when was this announced? Like. Six years ago, something like that. It's yeah, it's been a while. Oh, are you gone? She got so mad she hung up. <laughs> okay, it is her, not us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, so uh, hey, we lost you for a second. Sorry. You were saying uh, you were saying how long? Yeah, I, uh, no, yeah, I was saying like how long has this been since since Fantastic Four was announced? Like five years, something like that. And, like it's no, it still... hasn't been that long. But yes. I think it has. I think like, it was right after Endgame or right around Endgame. Yeah. I mean, it like was... Like, four or five years. Which is 2019 uh, yeah, I guess now. it's been four, four years, July And it's like, we have a director yeah. and nothing else, essentially, except, like, rumors. So, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, that to seems... get some stuff out. So, I was thinking the other day, I forget exactly why. Maybe I was just... I was reading some Avengers or something. I was reading the new Avengers, and I was thinking how... As in, thinking, the, as in Hickman's New Avengers? As in the new Oh, no, Avengers no, no. The, so the Gemma K written Avengers, yeah, which okay, is coming cool. out this year. And I was kind of expressing, you know, kind of discontent with, with what feels like a blandness. And I really like Gemma K's stuff elsewhere. Um, and a number of people were responding to that saying, like, well, Avengers kind of always sucks, <laughs> with a few exceptions. <laughs> and I feel like that's a bad excuse. But it, but it also did kind of make me think, like, yeah, like, as we've done this My Marvelous Year journey, you know, like, Avengers is is never a top tier book for mm, us. Yeah. Um, it is always middle of the pack. And it does kind of just highlight the the craziness of the success of the MCU playing with some of the least interesting toys, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And how they got things to be as big as they are with the characters who are kind of nobody's favorite, you know, until you yeah. introduce a Spider-Man and Black Panther who don't come until much later in the saga. Um, so I think in that regard... You can kind of see Feige's thinking where it's like, yeah, we did this without the mother flipping X-Men the whole time who mm-hmm. are yeah. inherently like just have way more fandom than yeah. than Iron Man has ever had. That said, 
I think the ride is over. You know what I mean? Like it's at least like, at least we got off and we're on a different smaller ride now. And this idea that you can bring it back with a great Fantastic Four or X-Men, I'm talking big picture, just cultural dominance. I don't think is true. We might be. I, I don't. I think you could. I mean, you know, it's not true until it is, right? I feel they put out, F- it's not true X-Men until more they. Than FF. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely not FF because who cares about Fantastic Four besides the thing? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I kind of agree, except that like they keep putting out decent movies. Like, the decent Guardians Three was really make... good. You know, which yeah, I Guardians Three is good. Marvel's looks good. Like I'm not. I liked Captain Marvel. Marvel's okay, fun, but yeah. like I keep seeing the trailer when I go to the movie theaters, and every time I'm like, this movie looks pretty. good. I'm not like, sure if it looks good or if I just like the Beastie Boys. I still haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> there's, question. there's a. I have to put this out there. Sorry. Um, there's a line in the trailer where Photon says, "You can absorb light. I can see it, and she can materialize it." Uh, and Kamala can turn it into objects or something. Uh-huh. And every time she gets to the part where she's like, and I can see light, I always lean over to Rose and I'm like, everyone can see light. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it's been like five times. And yeah, I always yeah. say it as like deadly serious. And she uh, gives me no reaction. Probably loves it more and more every time. <laughs> That's what I'm it. thinking. But no, it looks good. And uh, I like it actually looks good. Like the, the it looks like a good looking movie. Um and then I'm I'm just excited to see uh, uh, Aman Vellani as Kamala in it because yeah. like she's she's so much fun and she looks yeah. like really dialed in in the movie. So you know what? Speaking of speaking of Iman Vellani, her Miss mm. Marvel run is not bad. It's really it's pretty cool. I, when, whenever they give you know the celeb, uh, you know Paul Dano's doing like a Riddler series right now. I mean, know, she's definitely co-writing it with bit. someone else. I don't remember who, but like yeah, she's not but, the only one on there. But like it's doing some like interesting x-men stuff and oh, like okay, pretty cool. cool like it's not like it's a great by any measure but like it's higher than expected than i expected it to be like I'm yeah, it feels it. it feels like it um belongs with the other marvel comics around it certainly yeah exactly i think yeah, i yeah. i'm what because what there's a lot of celebrity comic stuff obviously like keanu with berserker was probably kind of the kickstart for folks wanting to to really do this uh there was an announcement that scott snyder is going to be writing a comic with uh, tom hardy a Tom Hardy idea. There's a lot of <laughs> okay. like, like Vault Comics is doing like, you know, ideas inspired, curated by Slash of Guns N' Roses. So you have a lot okay. of musicians getting involved. <laughs> cool. Like I have, I have a tremendous amount of skepticism uh-huh. with these yeah. projects. Um, I'm trying to think like, is there, is there, are there examples one? that are like Paul I mean, Dano? Dr- I might, I think like is a, is a creative person that I really like, but I'm not like, oh, I, I want to read his Riddler. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I feel like the only uh, uh, good example I have of this is Jared Way from my Chemical Romance getting into comics. Yeah. yeah, who like yeah. wholly committed to being a comics yeah. writer, you know, yeah. as opposed to like let me let me do one thing, you know, or one yeah. project yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's a good example of tremendous success. I mean, the the Keanu Matt because Keanu does it with co-writer Matt Kent, who I love a lot. Um, are and, you slamming uh, your fist while you're <laughs> doing this? I keep hearing a bang. That's uh, no, that's my kids jumping above me in the. Oh, okay. It kind of just seems like you're just like <laughs> every time you have a new point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they're in the they're on the floor above us here at the Javits Center at New York Comic Con. Um, okay, that's so fair. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Uh, no. Anyway, but Berserker isn't bad. It's fine. No, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's it has a tremendous amount of it's success. What, it's what it's, you imagine it is, basically. Yeah, totally, totally. Like, I'm not like super excited about it, but it's it's tremendously. There's real. that other really cool 
barbarian comic <clears throat> that came out like at the same exact time that I think got overshadowed. That's um oh the comic? Michael Marishi one from uh from Vault. The to- yeah 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 the talking axe. talking axe yeah that that's oh. really good. That's yeah, just that, called that barbaric. Barbaric. I was like barbarous. Yeah, yeah, that comic's great, and I felt like it got kind of overshadowed by uh, no celebrities involved. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm you know, I'm ha- next year we're only getting I think two MCU movies instead of four. Oh no, three. I guess well three right now with the writer strike and the you know actor strike for sure is going to slow that down. What's what's I don't scheduled think... for next year? It's Blade, Deadpool, Deadpool three, Captain America, oh, uh, and Thunderbolts four, and Thunderbolts. <sighs> so like. So Deadpool uh, three is is a Guardians three style continuation of something that is already really well well regarded, right? Yeah. Um, I'm excited. But it's for that the movie. first one in the MCU, and I think it's definitely going to be a like multiverse fan service. Uh, yeah, kinda, which you know what? I kind of I'm kind of on board for. Like I'm it does kind that of stuff there. well. I think I'm I'm kind yeah. of there for like Deadpool sneaking around the backstage of like Endgame and like being involved with that stuff like i think deadpool sounds... taking the piss out of the multiverse stuff too which i don't mm-hmm. think has resonated the way the mcu wants it to as a big like i think that's gonna be really appealing oh it's They're... definitely gonna spend like let's i think conservatively five percent of the movie will be making fun of the flash <laughs> i'd say <laughs> <laughs> and all the babies falling out of the sky yep. yeah yep um anyway yeah who knows though but like having only it is weird being like only three MCU movies in one year, but um, I think it might even be less because like Deadpool is the one that's supposed to come out in like four months from now, and it's not even done filming because of the yeah. uh, the strike. But they haven't officially announced it's delayed, but it almost certainly is. So anyway, uh, I'm kind of fine still seeing these movies. You know, like every time one comes out, I'm generally pretty jazzed for it. Uh, the only thing I've really lost like total interest in is the TV shows. But like movies, I'm still happy to go see. Even you know, Ant Man. I kind of had fun with Ant Man. I'm I'm the only one, but um, you know, I'm still having a good time with these movies. I just there's no center, man. There's just no yeah. Center. No, I I agree. Like I, nothing gets me hyped the way that you know, like the end of Infinity War does right like nothing it still feels like it's all just building towards sequels for single movies um so it'll be nice to see that but like i still have fun with each of them i don't know like it's not like i feel like each one is less lesser because it's not built into like uh some bigger epic like thanos level threat you know like guardians 3 didn't feel like less of a you know good experience because it wasn't like pushing us towards some kind of big event, you know? And even Ant-Man, which had Kang, I didn't, like, begrudge it, not necessarily, like, building into anything more Kang-related besides, like, getting to know the character. So, I don't know, the MCU is so character-driven. That's, like, such (laughs) the big part of the appeal. I mean, it is, like, we like those characters. You like to see those characters. We like to see new characters introduced, the casting of each of them. Like, um, I think that's, like, such a big part of the appeal of it is to, like, see these people that we like you know yeah. built up um and yeah i always still i like to go see my friends in the theaters you know amon Vellani and brie larson and yeah. Tayoni paris Tayoni paris yeah 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 uh that's all i got for mcu you guys get anything <laughs> else i mean i started to say oh sorry if i, I just don't on. i don't ever see it getting back to those heights and and i mm. think i used to you know i definitely used to defend like it's gonna be fine They've been great at movies. They have these massive franchises incoming. I think there's there's a world, and I hope to live in this world where we where they do a really nice job, and 
folks who have been committed really enjoy those. But I don't see the world where it takes over like you're at Thanksgiving and everyone has seen, you know, X-Men, the, the Phoenix Saga redux. Mm-hmm. Well, I think no, X-Men will X-Men, make it or break it. Yeah, well, X-Men also like the thing with the MCU now is it is becoming a little like the comics, like the comic universe in that. You know, you're like, oh, I want to get start watching Marvel movies. All right, well, here's 25 movies and then, like, eight TV series. And it's starting to get to the point where a bunch of stinkers <laughs> are involved if you want to catch up. Right, which is, right. You know, the problem the comics have had forever, which is like, oh, you want to start reading X-Men comics? All right, well, go back to the 60s. And there's a lot of stuff in there that you might not want to read. But it's important, right? Like, that's kind of a bad sign. Um, but I think X-Men could just totally you know, revitalize that in being its own little pocket of the MCU where people can, you know, kind of jump in and feel more like... I just watched the the mutant ones, you know. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that's literally five, eight years away from now, at least. Yeah. But that's, so but that's what away, I'm saying, where it's kind like... of wild. You know, the landscape is probably going to be so different, especially with the DC stuff. The probably, idea that you, you can know. kind of be on pause for like a decade <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> and then yeah, bounce back like what no I, I mean i think you're overstating it saying they're you know on pause uh i think that you know they're still putting out two to three movies a year and two but excitement wise those they're definitely good. not anywhere near like thanos like uh, assembling the gems like that was the big thing that everyone was ex- like that no one knew what that me. meant, though, until the movie came out. That's what I'm, like, you know, I, know, I didn't but... know who Thanos was when I saw those movies. Like, I had not read a Thanos comic. I knew there was a, a big guy in the background, and it was like... But I'm, I'm saying, not Thanos specifically, but just, like, the promise of it coming together, right? It was just Which... another Avengers movie, though. That That's the, like, I, I don't know, I think we're kind of, like, rewriting the history of it. Where, like, no, it was Avengers the first-time and... build to something exciting. I think Charlotte's spot on. It was the first time through, and there was a promise of it all coming to a head in some sort of cataclysm. I, Even if I you didn't know what that, that was, like, there was a promise the, of everything was building towards a destination. The Avengers, um, Black Panther, Guardians, like, combo that, you know, was really exciting about Infinity War, where all mm-hmm. those things were coming together. I don't think that was, like, the thing that you you would didn't watch the old movies being like, oh, man, I like they're all coming together for a big threat, like... Until that trailer for that movie came out, so I, I no, I don't, I, I don't think that's true. I think it's I think that was a part of a tapestry of excitement. You know, Black, like nobody nobody left Black Panther being like the reason I loved that is I can't wait for Thanos. Right? I, in that in that regard, you're right. Yeah, but it was also like we've now introduced this whole new thing in this exciting build towards something even bigger. Like it's you want that momentum. Um, not e- yeah. not each individual movie needs to be you know, a, a real heavy stepping stone to it. Like, that's where, yeah, you know, Avengers yeah, yeah. 2 got yeah. criticized the most, right? For the stuff where it was just like, oh, and here's where we're going. Like, that stuff's annoying. But you do want that center and that drive um, in terms of creating excitement, especially the first go-round where it's just like, you know, because now it's a feeling of like, we've been on this ride for a decade. What's going to happen? I don't disagree that it feels... Uh, it feels like the MCU now doesn't have that one thing. They've got like five smaller threads. Yeah. And instead of like the Avengers are building, it feels yeah. like, okay, they're building to Thunderbolts. They're building to young Avengers. They're building to an actual Avengers Kang thing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing their little horror universe over on the corner. So like, I don't know. To me, I kind of like that. Like I like 
a lot more moving plates, but it does feel like, you know, even at the pace they're putting them out, it does feel like we don't have anything imminent. And I guess and that a- does stink. Sorry, Charlotte, please. No, no worries. It also was small enough that you could be like, hey, just watch Black Panther. That was great. Guess what? You're seeing him, yeah. you're seeing him yeah. again in six months, right? Like, same thing with Thor. Yeah, hey, I liked uh, the one person that liked Thor too. Hey, guess what? You're seeing him next year in Avengers, right? And that's not really something that's happening right now. Like, most characters you see for, like, one movie or one show, and then you won't see him again for, like, at least three years. If even that, like we, it's been what two years since Eternals, and no idea if they're ever coming back. Well, I mean that that was a bomb, so I think that's you know. sure. But like people like Shang Chi, where's Shang Chi, right? Well, yeah, I mean they announced another Shang Chi movie, but like there's also you know we got Taoni Paris, Ta- Taona Paris, yeah, I, I can't remember. Um, in WandaVision, like popping up as sure. Photon, yeah. and then you get Mi- Amon Vellani as Miss Marvel in her show. Now we're getting the Marvels. The- brings them all together i don't know that's exciting to me like i like to see those characters like get their small little starts in these other movies and their other shows and then like i'm excited to see them all come together sure i I don't know i just think that you know you two in your (laughs) hashtag not my marvel attitude about the Uh mcu (laughs) no i I just just think it's kind of silly to pretend it's silly to pretend we're still basking in this glow of celebration when the reality is it's been a year over year decline every year since Endgame. not like not once has the mcu like given a sign that it is it is on the rise again in that yeah. time no way home i think is the last time it was like big excitement everywhere for the most part yeah probably yeah. but but i'm yeah. saying that's like you know so like okay it's it, that year step down Next year, step down. Yeah. Now, step down. You know, so it's like every year we're going to step down. Um, and I just, you can't do that every year. <laughs> like, that's just not oh. how, how cultural momentum works. Um, so I, it's just, to me, I guess I don't mind if people are still enjoying these one-offs, Zach, and, and that you're still enjoying, like, these different corners. I just think it's it's maddening to see people pretending it's like everything is fine while it's clearly not. Are you talking about fans or are you talking about producers or like, what do you mean when you say that people pretend? I mean, Kevin Feige. To me, I'm just like, yeah, Kevin Feige's pitching, you know. I mean, we're talking about that news, but I'm I'm talking about a fandom attitude of like the the diehard MCU defenders who are like, no, things are actually great. Um, Things are like, I can't (laughs) believe people are saying this is fine. And to me, that's like, what are you talking about? Like, no, just admit you're on a losing streak. But also, Um, I feel like maybe part of this is like... you know, <laughs> get off Twitter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to like. I don't, I don't see. I like that's the thing though. Is like I'm, I'm not actually very much on on Twitter. So yeah. like I'm, I'm the stuff I'm seeing is more like the occasional article. Um, I guess this weekend at New York Comic Con, while I'm covering and breaking news live for Popverse, like I'm seeing more Twitter <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, sure. But yeah. <laughs> but generally, I'm not. I'm just, you know and I, more of it's yeah. That's like just as fandoms. People, I mean, that's like t- asking you know. Taylor Swift fans to be like Midnight's was not that good. It's an it's a mediocre Taylor <laughs> Swift album. You're never gonna get that from yeah, them, yeah, yeah. of course, right? right? Like you know, people. It's built in. I I mean, I I'm not defending it out of any sort of like loyalty to the brand or anything. I just yeah yeah I think, right. I think the movies are still pretty fun, and I'm still going to see them. Like sure. Um, okay, I have one request <clears throat> for your, both of you uh, for our Christmas end of year variants. Um, I would like us all to watch a non-Marvel DC movie uh, that will be on Netflix in the next month. Uh, it's a Bollywood movie called Jawan that came out. And I think 
it captures the spirit of what, what MCU and DC should be doing with their movies. Uh, and I kept thinking this is a great template for a Superman movie throughout. And I would love for both of you to watch it at the end of the year and for us to talk about this. Sounds good. All it right. Was, so then, like, the last time you did this, it was RRR. So, I mean, I'm... Did you watch I'm, RRR? Oh, twice. You, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jawan is like... Juwan, I saw it twice in theaters. Uh, I went back a second time to see it in theaters. It will totally, like, tickle that... Tickle that same itch. <laughs> That's the phrase. <laughs> I've been itching um, for years now. It's, it's need so it, need much fun. Tickle. It's, it's hidden uh, Netflix in, like couple weeks i think cool so uh, i wanted to pitch that now because i kept thinking like man all the superman movie needs to do is be like this big and silly and earnest uh especially the earnestness about how it tackles stuff um i'll, I'll remind us when it gets closer to the end of the year yeah, some but... time. all right any other thoughts dave I, I hear i hear what you're saying about the mcu and i'll admit it they're on a I, downward slope. i think you know one thing that actually as you're saying that about the bollywood and kind of like here's how you should do a superman kind of thing yeah. I think that's actually maybe a part of my dissatisfaction where it's like, we have done a lot of these now. Mm-hmm. We have seen yeah. so many superhero yeah, yeah. movies. And I think maybe a big part of my dissatisfaction is is this sense that like you can kind of keep doing them the same way, you know? Sure. That yeah. you can kind of keep using the same molds and pretend it's not getting tired. And and I just don't think that's gonna I, I don't think it is working and I don't think it's gonna continue to work. Um, and I'm not real heavy on the, you know, MCU is McDonald's, you know, like freight train, right? Like that's never really been my No, attitude. but some, somewhere around like Guardians Civil War era, right? Like 2014, 2016, like about almost 10 years ago, they kind of locked down the the vibe of these movies, the style and the formal, like the structure of these movies and how they were going to work. And it has like, you know. They they have all kind of come to the center, uh, for sure. Yeah, you know, I think people there's a real repetition. Yeah, yeah it will be really so. interesting to see if DC, you know, just well. And that's like, kind of what I was thinking. Where it, my first reaction to what you're saying was like, I'm really excited for James Gunn Superman. Um, but is it gonna be like James my Gunn thought, Guardian? Yeah, and then my second <laughs> thought Suicide was like, Squad? how do you make that distinct from yeah. the decades of Superman? malaise <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and now especially with all the other super you know and it's whatever i just think there's yeah. a real there's a real template and i think like just excelling within the template even is going to be really boring um mm. when it's done over and over and over again you know yeah yep i uh i don't disagree i don't fully disagree i i don't feel that like exhaustion yet but i, I definitely like you know when you see a version of it done well like spider-verse you know, there's certainly a like, man, why aren't they all doing this? Because <laughs> that, they all cause that's because that's a great example where it's like that's outside the template. Yeah. Right. Um, and the stuff we get excited about is it, it, the story's not that different than something the MCU would do. You know, not really. Yeah. 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 Sure. You know, it's just it's the style of storytelling. Ultimately. Yeah. yeah and the, the care brought to it for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can I tell you, we were talking yesterday about what we were going to cover today. Um, and I was a little, you know, behind the scenes to Dave and Charlotte, I was a little like hesitant about talking about Loki because the actor strike is still going on and, you know, just being in solidarity with the strike. And I was like, what are other things we could talk about? I was like, well, what, what else came out around this time? That's not like, uh, and I was like, Ooh, the Incredibles, maybe we could cover that. And then it dawned on me. That's also Disney. I was like fully, I had started to type it up to you too. Like we could talk about the Incredibles. That's not, you know, no, 
some big corporate work that's pixar <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but the fact that like pixar like that 2004 uh pixar movie felt so like you know uncorporatized compared to what they're putting out now yeah um to me before i realized it was all like incredible Oh, Incredibles. on the subject. Incredibles is great. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to chat about that someday. Incredibles is so cool because, like, you could just transfer that script to, like, a live-action superhero movie for adults, quote-unquote, and it would be... It would work perfectly well. Um, It, like, matches almost anything in the MCU. I mean, if James Gunn's Superman was the Incredibles, um, like, beat for beat, I bet it would be pretty pretty celebrated until people identified it. (laughs) That it was a a plagiarized work, you know? (laughs) <laughs> you know just uh oh, never mind uh i was gonna get on some elastigirl twitter stuff um, oh boy <laughs> i don't need to talk about that been horny enough for one episode all right let's end this thing please <laughs> when when elastigirl Dave, makes it into your she-hulk comic that's when i'm gonna have to put it down and say <laughs> we've crossed into uh into official and here's uh, Judy Judy Hops. What are you doing here? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Judy Dench, which was like <laughs> Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. Judy Hops Dame Judy Dench in her role from Judy. the Artemis Fold movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. All right. Um, thank you, Dave. Charlotte. Dave. Uh, please say hello. Get get a slice of that New York slice for me when you're out there. Say hello to Giuliani. Yeah, thank you America's to our mayor. New York Comic Con audience. I'm sorry Giuliani. for shaming you for everything of this. <laughs> uh, you were a great audience. We love you. <laughs> um, yeah, have fun with the rest of New York Comic Con, Dave. J- to be clear, Dave is in his home, clearly. His <laughs> children are bouncing around. But what are you talking about? A, go Cubs, he's, he's, go Bears, go Bulls. He's uh, the Barbara Coast Gordon stinks. of Popverse right now. Um, meaning that he's going to be... Chris Arant's gonna knock on his door and shoot him soon, and uh, and my uh, all my productions will be canceled before release, so no one will ever do this episode. <laughs> Who can sing? Thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next year. See you next year. See you next year. Uh-huh.